guys, and welcome to another episode of the Spelling Goods Podcast. You are listening to Easy Breezy Beautiful Cover Girl with Bradley. <laughs> and you are listening and looking at that NC onesie teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini, Jack Carlin. That he wore for the first time today. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. I don't know how I don't know where the transition went but it happened I was there and we're here you know today is a very very special day um we are recording um on the screen for 10th anniversary I mean it's a very holy day and um I feel blessed um highly favored yeah, I mean, I feel truly bre- breast. Yes, I feel breast, but I also feel blessed. Um, <laughs> I feel... Yeah, I feel extremely blessed that, um, that I got to see it in cinemas when it came out. And I saw it three times, twice with friends, and then I even went on my own because I'm that dedicated and I'm that weird. See, I um, I went and seen it twice. I would have seen it a third time by myself if I was that weird, um, but I wasn't. So, <laughs> but you are. <laughs> um, but I was, I wasn't of the age at the time. And bear in mind, I looked younger. I begged, borrowed, and so? pulled some stush to get and to even see the film the first time. Um, the first time I seen it, I got people that were older than me who were like sixteen. 15 yeah. go on and buy my ticket like in advance so that I could just like swan on and no questions and then the second time was the same um but with one of my brothers so I was blessed and also I'll find this right now this is so I I shared this today on the Instagram page but I still yeah. have my cinema ticket which you can barely see it I know which <laughs> I keep on my little scream four cover but uh, you can't see nothing other than it says like Eclipse. It's that old. Yeah. It's blurry. You can barely see screen four. But yeah, I have kept my cinema ticket because I was a, I was alive and yeah. present and old enough to go see a Wes Craven screen film in cinema. And I knew, you know, it was the bomb.com. It, it really was. And I was, you know, the entire time I was just so thrilled each and every time to like be there and bear witness and you know I dragged people there that had like no business being there didn't really want to be there but were there anyway and mm-hmm. then finally I was like you know what I'm going to go by myself because no one gets it none of my friends got it and yeah. um, you know to everybody else <laughs> it was um <laughs> <laughs> to anyone that's listened to the podcast that was like friends flapping arms oh yeah that was the friends uh, yeah but Napoli um, yeah Napoli we forget now that you know people actually yeah, only B-L-B-H. listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> people don't actually watch us too but um, yeah I remember I went with friends who we all grew up on the same street um, my brother Tom used to always be Ghostface and we would always play Scream um, and that just meant that he was the killer he was the killer and we would just run about this like estate at nighttime, always in the summer. And he would just chase, chase us with like a butter knife. 
and <laughs> a real we, butter knife. A, re- a real very sharp butter knife bitch <laughs> so we always had that game um that's and then we for you. Huh? that's island for you Bitch, I know. It's either that or petrol bombs. So we were happy for it to be a butter knife. Um, but we would sneak to each other's houses and always watch Scream. So when we went to the actual cinema, it was like all of us went. And it was a real, um, I was going to say 180 moment, but that's not the phrase. <laughs> it was a real... Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus? That's better than what I was going for. It was a real come to Jesus moment. Full circle, you know? So... Yeah. Scream 4 has blessed this baby. And if you don't like it, screw you! Screw me! <laughs> screw you! I know, I mean, it's such a great little slasher and it's a really great addition to um, the Scream franchise. I do think, I do think it's, it is, it's got its own like quirkiness to it, even though it's still, it still feels very much like a Scream movie. However, it's got its own je ne sais quoi. Mm. Yeah. Very much so. And I watched it today as well. And I'm sure you have done the same thing. If you have not, homophobia at its finest. But I, I watched it last night. That is fine. Mm-hmm. Listen, you were at the midnight screening, bitch. Yeah. Um, when I rewatched it, I was like, I've looked it up and I remember at the time, Scream 4 like didn't bring in much box office, wasn't really that liked, um, mixed reviews, but now it's held at such a high standard that like I've seen all these articles come up in light of the anniversary being like I was totally wrong about Scream 4 it's great and Scream 4 might be the best entry in the franchise and if anything when I rewatched it like how ahead of its time is Scream 4 I mean it oh. predicted this film works now probably more than it's out of 2011 because we're in the age of TikTok we're in the age of like um social media influencers everyone yeah. wanting that quick cash fame for doing fuck all and and even like well robbie and he has like his all headgear recording everything you film your entire high school experience and what post it on the net everybody will be doing it someday sid mm-hmm. it's kind of the one component the killer is missing wait what do you mean well if you want to be the new new version the killer should be filming the murders yeah, it's like the natural next step in a psycho slasher innovation I mean, you film them all real time, and then before you get caught, you upload them into cyberspace. Making your art as immortal as you. Not, Not to implicate him. Baby. Baby receipts. This is the world that we live in. So Scream 4 could have been released today. and it's. I mean, and, you know, it just goes to show because uh, Emma Roberts as Jill says that, you know, I don't need friends, I need fans. And it's like, yep. it just speaks volumes with today's youth. Uh-huh. And she's like, what am I'm I looking at you. you? I'm looking at you, bitch. Well, not looking at you. But um, it's like when she's saying, uh, what am I supposed to do? Go to grad school, college, work. She's like, yeah. everyone lives on the internet. How do you think people even become famous anymore? They don't have to achieve anything. Just log on TikTok and do a dance and like, what, you're famous? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that seven minute of fame will not last long. Where is our seven minute of fame? It's yeah. coming. I mean, also as well, like Scream 4 had like such a good cast. Like, like, oh, so Chef's Kiss. And like the <laughs> I loved like the four like cameos at the start, you know. I mean, it was mm. just it just fed into my gay soul because obviously at what in 2011 I knew I knew I watched. 90210, so I knew who um, 
Sinead Grimes was, there was Annie and mm-hmm. Annie too, I know. I knew who, um, what's the face from Pretty Little Lies, because I watched that around that same time as well. And of course, I knew um, Anna Paquin, because, you know. X-Men, hello. hello. Yes. She's the OG and, rogue. And True Blood. And then obviously, mm-hmm. I also knew Kristen Bell um, as um, XOXO, Gossip Girl. The Adam, like, I knew, like, Kristen Bell. See, like that sort of main chunk of people, especially this, this, the two sort of first white blonde girls that you get, which is like Anna Back, uh, Panquin and Kristen Bell, or Kirsten Bell. What is it? Kristen. 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 Yeah, the second batch. The first ones yeah. are... Um, are uh, Lucy Hale. And Lucy Hale. Lucy Hale. And then the other girl, that's the one. And it's like, uh, Kristen Bell is someone, I remember watching at the time and knowing who she was, but not actually knowing what she's from, apart from Veronica Mars. And um, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Remember that? Yeah. You know, she's like, just, you just knew who she was. And when yeah. you look back, like that cast is the bomb.com.org and .uk and .ie. And then, and that was just like the opening, the opening cast. And then the two girls that, um, that are the, at the real opening girls, I knew those as well. I forgot, um, it's like, forget Amy, the names, though. it's like Amy Taggart or Amy tangerine or something mad and then it's, <laughs> tangerine dream yeah <laughs> and then it's the girl that was in the show with RuPaul where she plays like um it was on Netflix years ago and she like tries to open up her own like thrush oh show. um it was called it's called like girl boss it was about it was yeah, about that she, nasty gal it was about that um that uh, eBay clothes store yeah 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 uh-huh and she's like called like Brittany Robertson or something like that's that that's it yeah because she was in a show called um what was it called? It was a, it was a witchy show. It was actually really really good. Um, it only lasted for like two seasons. What was it called? It was called you love a good like this... witchy show, don't you? I do, yeah. Um, but even even those like six to start off with is a really good chunk of like of like great girls that were, like we like to see like mm-hmm. on TV and in films or whatever. And then apart from that, like just having the main cast alone was just like just stellar. You, you know, you've got like Adam Brody. You've got. Um, uh, <laughs> I knew that I, I could feel that that was going to happen that you would like get caught up and like after the first name yeah so, yeah you know um, it's going to really bug me she worked with Dave Franco who? she worked with Dave Franco oh my god oh um oh I love her she's in she's Bojack in and she's in Bojack Horseman and she's in um she, uh, Glow um, she's in Glow oh and god. she's in that film, The Rental, what's her name? It really bug me. Someone, I bet someone's shot when at the podcast, like, it's this, you fuckers. <laughs> oh, wow. And you know what? I'm, I'm not really going to do that. Let me just have to IMDb this because it's going to be This is terrible. We're cheating. Ah. This is really going to get me down for not even knowing this. Alison Brie. Oh, Alison Brie. I knew I should have thought of the cheese. Um, Alison Brie. She's brilliant. Hayden Panantier, she's brilliant. Future uh, gay superstar Nico Tortorella, she's all yeah. right. Um, I even like Marielle Jaffe. He's, I like her character, Olivia, more than actually yeah. I like her. But And you got Anthony, what's his face? He's in uh, Anthony Blackish. Anderson. Yes, that's it. Yeah, Anthony Anderson, yeah. He's yeah. in Urban Legend, The Final Cut. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hello. Yes. Isn't he in... I really want to say he's in Scary Movie. He is. He's in Scary Movie at uh, three, three and four. Yeah. 
yeah. plays Brenda's cousin, right? Yeah, it's him and Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart plays the wee small one, so there's the Dur a Jew. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Anthony Anderson and then we Kevin Hart. See, we're clued on. What I do want to know though is a question that I put out on the podcast today. Um, in the story is do you prefer the um original chasing that we get at the start? So the third sort of the third bunch of oh yeah because there was, there was two prefer... scenes filmed wasn't there where it's like it was so yeah um or do you prefer the alternative one where it's like another yeah so the alternative one um she we was see, we see marnie get killed instead of the other one yeah yeah um uh i know i prefer what was what was left in the film and because oh, it really? feels and because it feels more dramatic however i wish they would like merge the two and we would have seen them both die because i think it's a real cop out that we just see one girl get marnie get flung through the the window i would have liked to have seen um her actually die and have an actual death scene um but i do i do feel like um the scene with the like the garage door um is better I actually think the other scene is better because I think Marnie's more likable. Um, so you kind of see, I feel like Marnie's more likable than Jenny. So you get you watch Jenny get it like good, you know what I mean? And the alternative one, she just gets fucked up on the sofa. She's getting like in the tummy, pa pam, pa pam. And then yeah. and then Marnie has this like brilliant, there's like not much actually happens, but it's the sort of Marnie witnessing her friend getting like murdered in front of her and thinking it's a joke. And then Gooseface takes her down and she has that brilliant line where she's like, you're not real. And then he has this like head tilt before he like, and I don't know, I just, I, I, I felt more like it fitted in with the whole gotcha rug pulled under your feet with the rest of the other ones that like they were yeah. going to play that sort of prank. But listen, I put it on our Instagram story and I will be damned to see who thinks what and who. I mean, I like I like them both. I just feel like I like I liked when like because Jenny's like you know she's saying that you know like I'm not dumb. I've got a four point GPO average. Like I'm I'm not a dumb bitch with big boobs. I'm mm-hmm. actually very smart motherfucker. So come mm-hmm. at me. And then he fucks her up with a like garage door like, and it's a nice. I thought a nice little like homage to uh, uh, Tatum from Scream. True and. And I think one of the most effective jump scares in the whole film is when she turns the light on and she has her ear to the door and it just pulls it open. And I mean, I remember seeing that in cinema and that got me because you don't, you think the door goes the other way, surely. I'm like, bitch, why are you stood there holding this door? Right, this thing, I always get like, and it's way off topic, but this, like, I obviously it was an American show. It's like, I'm in disbelief that a lot of of homes or, yeah, well, mostly homes, like their front door opens outward. And I find that so bizarre and so irritating that like they don't open the door like and pull it inward, they open it outward. And that's really stressful because you have to yeah, open so, the door, you have it, to like reach out. Yeah, it's so stressful because yeah, because anyone can just yank it open where someone got to like force it in over the um, it stresses me out anytime I see it like in a film or documentary or show, or whatever. I'm like, oh so stressful that makes sense because have you ever seen that video of that little girl and it's like the cctv footage and she's walking up to the house and she opens the door and it opens out and it flies and she's holding on to the handle <laughs> and yeah, there we yeah, go. yeah that makes all the sense in the world but 
This doesn't mean you could sit here and talk about Scream 4 until we were blue in the face. We could talk about oh. Scream 4. But we're not going to. These two girls and their two matching hoodies, which was totally unintentional. We're I know, just being yeah. Very cozy today. Totally coordinated. Just doing girl things. Hot girl shit. Well, official Official means you can be the man of the duo, which is a first. Um, (laughs) Girl, the shade, the shade of it all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, I need to ask you a question. Hit me. Are you scared? Were you scared? Right now. Are you scared? scared. I'm not scared right now. Um, I mean, I could scare you right now. I mean, your face is scary. That's <laughs> good. Say, show you this fourth nipple. No, bitch. Um, <laughs> we are doing it very recently, but we are back again for the second edition of our Scared Queerless. Miss mm-hmm. Jack over here got the fright of his life having to watch um, Etsy Betsy just a few weeks back. So we thought, let's turn some tables and let's get you up in this zhuzh. And we let's have decided to kill this bitch, stone dead, seven foot under. I said, let's Adele this bitch. Oh, well, I'm saying let's kill this bitch. Okay. <laughs> and um, we're going to tap into Luke's fears, which is that of birds. Birds of the feather, something, something together. Flock together. There we go. Um, and, of, and of course, I think the most iconic choice and probably one of the only films successful <laughs> ones that feature color birds is Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds Beach. So yeah, I, mean, um, I, I realized it was like two hours long and I wasn't prepared for it to be that long. I was like, does it need to be that long? And the answer is no, it didn't need to be that long whatsoever. Um, uh, I disagree. I disagree. I was like, longer, longer, longer. That's, that's, so, gro- that's so gross. <laughs> that's torture. Um, <laughs> I will say, like, like just straight off the bat, like, the opening sequence is about 10 minutes long, and it's just, obviously, credits, and then, like, bird squawks, and it was, like, it was, oh, it was so disgusting to listen to that, and I had to, like, honestly, I had to fast-forward it, I was, like, I can't listen to, like, 10 minutes of squawks, it's gross, but Would I will you say this. fast-forward in it? Yeah, because I don't, I'm not going to sit there and watch the credits, like a loser. Did you sit and watch the credits? Yes. Uh, I'm sure you did. Were you on your phone? No, I watched it. I the only time I was on my phone is to be making notes, mm, which is yeah. what I do when I watch my movies. And I will Absolutely. say, like when I was watching it, the, the very, very first thing I wrote down was that look fucking hates that opening credit scene. Yeah, because I, it, it, re- it really was just birds flying all over the place, making that horrible noise and because it was early 60s it was even worse it was like a worse bird noise and even i was like la 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 but i felt i felt like just throughout the film anyway it got to a point where i i felt like the birds start to sound more like cats than birds like the the sounds they were using i thought it was it's really weird but i think it was because of it was what 1963 probably filmed in in 62 I don't know, probably, I'm just assuming. Um, yeah. Then again, then again, back then with those sorts of films, they like they would film them like what in a couple of months and then pump it out straight away. There wasn't like a a year long delay like there is now. Yeah. Like two, you know, they don't take as long. You know, it probably took like three weeks to film. 
not yet. They don't take as long as they do these days. Um, but before we do get any further into the experience, mm. talk about the birds and all that, let's briefly go over your phobia and your fear of birds. So just let everyone <laughs> out there, what is it about birds that you are so scared of? Um, uh, it's so I don't. It's a lot of things. So yeah, I can it's, tell. Like their beaks to me, they freak me out because they're like they're like razor sharp, and obviously they can like they can peck. I don't I don't want near me. Like they flap and like they can they can like scratch with a little like talons. It, they just it really freaks me out. I mean, it all ste- it all stems from being younger, and we used to go to this place like this big park. It was called Newstead Abbey, and um, in this big park there was like this massive gang of um, peacocks and they're like the worst for me. And uh, as a child, you know, you you see things in a more of a creative way. You've got, you know, mm-hmm. obviously your imagination like runs wild. So then whenever I saw these peacocks and like they, you know, peacocked and like fanned out their feathers, I just saw this like these razor sharp feathers like fly out <laughs> and like, Anytime they squawked, it sounded it sounded to me like they were saying my name, and it was it used to really freak me out because they've got a really long, draw, a really long drawn out squawk. Do you not think they're gorgeous though? No, they're disgusting. Yeah, I I mean I can see what you mean. Their their feathers look like katana's fans. Yeah, yeah, like very very that. Now, um, are you scared of all birds or is there a specific type of bird or is there a bird that you don't fuck with? Uh, yeah, I don't fuck with any birds, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mind like the like smaller ones. Like they're not that, they're not that big of a deal because, you know, yeah, they just, they don't really, they flitter about and they kind of stay, you know, to themselves. Whereas mm. I once, when I was living in Liverpool, I got literally slapped in the head by a seagull. And I, almost, I literally, I was about to cry. I was in the middle of the town centre and got slapped <laughs> in the head. And I was like, nearly brought to tears. It was really traumatic. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, they just, it's all just them scare me. Although I, I, uh, I like ducks because they haven't got a sharp beak and they just like. Ducks are cute. They, they are cute. And they just float around on the water and just like do the little thing and like. Quiet. That's cute. Uh, ducks are cute. Um, I have been wanting to get a pepper for ages. Um, kind of like the one Tuppy Hendron gets, and that's why I want to get like lovebirds or those like small little cute ones that like sing along and tap tap tap, rat tap tap, tap and tap the wee feet. And I've been like wanting to do it for ages, but you will always come into my brain. And I was like, he will never step foot into this flat again. It no, is a look. It no. is a look. Bradley repellent. So if you do ever like me over, I'll cover my house in birds. Um, but <laughs> but when we were, where were we? We uh, me and the that's, like me, that's like me buying a tarantula and be like, hey, come on to mine. Oh See? no! But no, but why would you buy a tarantula though? Why would you buy that? Because they're cute. The wee no, small ones. So you like do you want to tap and off and like. I think they're so cute. And you get parrots that talk. Why does a parrot need to talk? That's just, oh. that's freaky. That's freaky as fuck. I love that. 
I love it. Um, I mean, I can see your fear. And when I was on Tenerife, we went and it was this massive elongated cage. And there's all these different birds, the big ones that walked, the titty ones that fly. And we walked in and you got like this little cup that you pierced the hole. So it's like liquid, smelly liquid came out. They were flying and landing on our heads and on oh. our shoulders and just walking about. And I, <laughs> uh, I thought, I, I, I've got all to me, like the hairs are still, like I'm literally, I'm going to all to me. That's so gross. Like, why would you put yourself in that kind of danger? Like, it's just... They were, but they were so gorgeous. They were, they were like luminous red with like these orange and blue feathers and they were sweet. Pieces. They were just cute, man. I just think they were cute. Spiders aren't cute. This is the thing. Spiders ain't cute. Um, Birds can be cute. When you zoom in on a spider and you see all them googly eyes, that's kind of cute. Yeah, all of them googly eyes. All yeah. eight. Ah. It's an insect. Insects have got, like, multiple things of things. We've already established this. Anything with more than four legs, I do not play that i don't and you're like anything with a sharp beak you do not play that is there any other specific parts of a bird that you're just like no i will not tolerate yeah, it. the wings the beaks the beady eyes um yeah the talons everything everything about them looks sharp and pointy yeah. and aggressive and yeah and they can bird, fly. Lover, bird lovers out there uh, that's, no, you, you've got like something wrong upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but the things are, I, I'm, I'm fully aware that like that that this isn't uh, an average day to day fear. However, mm. there are plenty of people out there who are just like me and scared of birds. So, oh, um, with my people there, with my people there. Yeah. Um, so I know it's not that that absurd of a fear, but um, I do also realize it's not like. I, I'm not totally delusional. I know that like a bird's, I know that like a pigeon is not, is not like a predator and is not going to try and attack me. However, I, I, I'm fully convinced that it will if I go near it. And you know what? That is fair. And there are going to be people. And I've seen the birds. I know what birds can do. <laughs> <laughs> you finally seen the bird. She knows how easy <laughs> That'll be you on your desk. Especially right? because in this, like, there's no, like, there's no, like, typical explanation at the end, like, oh, the birds were infected by the devil all along, and that's why they were, it was just, like, no, but the birds have gone batshit crazy, and they're here to fuck everyone up. And that said, it was just, like, the birds have went tits up, there's no reason for it, and they've calmed down now. They're fine now. And it's they not just... like, oh, this is a cabin fever type disease where they've gone rabid. It was, no, these birds are, are here to play, slay, fight, all of it. Yeah, and, and kill all day, bitch, and slay all day. And I think that's probably why um, this film works so well is because... It's so spontaneous. There is no explanation. There's no rhyme nor reason because we don't know how they think they're birds. They we don't know how they're crows. I, I don't like crows. They're hideous. You know, they could be carrying all sorts of diseases. And one day they're just like, you, I'm sick of your shit. You about to eat it. 
and then they just although i will say this i read i know you, i'm sure you read the same like a little story as me and i can't remember if it was either crows or ravens but it was like this like this young girl um and this family had like um it was either either crows or ravens that kept coming back to their like back garden and they kind of like built like a bit of like a bond between these birds and then um and apparently like the i'm pretty sure it's crows they they can retain like information for like for years and they pass it on to each other like in their squawk so when they, when they see things they can like they can tell each other stuff that's quite an intelligent thing to do they're like and, um, look at the shoes she's wearing <laughs> <laughs> exactly and um yeah so apart so then um she i think she dropped like something like a bracelet or something like or, or a toy or something and this like gaggle of crows managed to get this this thing back to this little girl like she dropped it like away from like the house like away away and they managed to get it back to her yeah isn't that so cute i mean it's a it's a cool story i wouldn't call it cute i mean because i don't want like crows like bringing me gifts there's a gift you pure poison in the the bird the bird food um, I think the story will make them. you, huh? I wouldn't feed them. I know, but I mean, if they kept coming to your garden, not that's what I mean. You would poison their food, so stop coming, bitch. I buy a cat. Ooh, get a cat, girl. Get a cat. I want a cat and a bird and a dog. I want a whole animal kingdom. I want the gay fantasy. Yeah. The house <laughs> no, no. Is that the gay fantasy to own a cat, a bird, and a dog at the same time? Well. If it's not, it's definitely on my gay it's agenda. It's your gay fantasy. Yeah, it's my gay agenda. And let that be that, Mary. Um, did you read up on Tippi Hendren's experience with the birds? Oh, she got full on like attacked. She got full yeah, on yeah. good gagged and ripped to shreds because it was like she was there and she was friends with this producer, really good friends, and um they'd always chat away, ha ha and he he. And this one day the mechanical birds weren't working. And he had to come in their trailer and she says that he was looking everywhere but at her. And she was like, what's wrong with you? And he was like, the mechanical birds aren't working. They have to use real birds. And he just walked out. She was like terrified, goes in. And apparently Alfred Hitchcock made her do it for like five days in a row. In that bedroom scene, it's the bedroom scene that's real. It's in that bedroom scene. He would They would elasticate their feet and put them on certain parts where they would just pick at her head and had them on her on different days all day like actually throwing them at her and she says it was the most horrific experience ever i mean i mean i was traumatized watching this film so i think i would i would just be like a puddle of mess if that ever happened to me because that that's how i that's how i envision like like if I, saw, if film. I saw a big group yeah if i saw a big group of birds i'd be like right they're gonna pull on attack me like the film the birds so yeah that that just sounds like the worst day i would yeah yeah i would sue big time genuine question i actually mean it's from the bottom of my heart everyone has a price tag right no matter what it is everyone has a price tag Mm -hmm. of what they will endure for X amount of money. But like, yeah. I'm a celebrity. They go in there. They're like, oh, I hate snakes in the jungle. But I'm like, but you know, you're offered 70 grand to yeah. be in that bitch. What would be your price tag to endure what Tippi Hendren endured? 
Oh, oh, to endure that, that situation. Um, that or a similar situation where you are trapped in a cage for days with birds. But days? Happy Hendron was trapped in there for days. At like eight hours more per day, I would say, for about five days. Everyone's got a price tag, baby. I'd say a million per day. <laughs> no joke. Like, that's, that's, that's a lot of time. And it's five days of, like, well, how much would it take for you to be locked in a room full of tarantulas? For five days. A lot of money, bitch. Exactly. exactly. And you, you, I, I don't know, because one, if it's in a room full of birds that like are trying to attack me and I'm in that situation, then I'm going to say there's no amount of money I would, I would, I would not put myself in a situation where I'm attacked by a bird because I feel like it would do like legit psychological damage. Wow. Like, it would funk you up for sure. Like, it would, yeah. I would have to. And I would spend probably a million pounds just on therapy alone to make me know. <laughs> <laughs> get over it <laughs> but um what i really want to talk about is um miss tibby hedron's fashions because they were on point miss tibby hedron is fierce mama fierce now i will get down and dirty when it comes to a real throwback retro classic film mm-hmm. because i love the aesthetic i love yes. the, the the visual aesthetic and Miss Thing was up here serving me the EIA sensation squared with that. I mean, that black outfit from the from the at the beginning, I was like, oh, that was just. Then you love how there's that shot where she's like walking down the street, and yeah. this guy like wolf whistles at her, and she turns, she's like, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like spirit animal, jeez, spirit and, animal. Uh, and to be fair, Mitch is a real taste. He really is such a daddy. However. He is the exact same age as his mother in the film. And he's got like a 10-year-old sister. I do not believe. I just don't. Like, like that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, his mom is, I would say, no more than five years older than him. She is, no, that man is uh, well under his 30s and she has just had 40. And that he's, little girl. He, he's in his 40s. Like, he's in his mid to late 40s and so is she. See, I think now he would be in like his mid to late 40s. But I think back then, that's now. Like, yeah, I think like back then, that's what like mid 30 year old straight men look like. I genuinely believe life was tougher. I think that they smoked all the time. Yeah, I think that that's what they look like back then. Like Tippi was probably like 24, but she looks like a, a mid 30 year old woman. Don't you think? Yeah. She yeah. does. Like she's got a bit of age about her. And I mean, um, he didn't pass away until like 2015. And Tippi's still going. Oh yeah, he, she's uh she's well she's not been in, in anything like for a minute. Really. Yeah, she's like she's not on the menu, but, but she's still a legend. She's still I mean, she's still a legend and the outfits, the attitude more so, I think her character is fabulous her mm-hmm. the way oh, she I is mean, she, i found it to be so amusing and i was like pleasantly surprised as as a cat like the character that she kind of was she wasn't like especially for them she wasn't this sort of like domesticated doting like what housewife or she wasn't this like blonde vixen she was like she was like kind of like a, a, a goofy like she like she likes a practical joke like that's how we knew her from what she was she was in 
caught for playing like a practical joke. She, you know, she, she was fun and um, I really enjoyed her specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest of it, however, because um, uh, Little Miss Kathy, which is uh, Mitch's little sister, she was desperate with a capital D. I mean, she was so <laughs> desperate. She had just met this woman and she was begging her to one, stay for dinner, stay for the night come to my birthday party I'm, I'm like I do not know you bitch like stay <laughs> like get away from me but the little sister she said where is it oh one of the best lines it was um I know all that democracy jazz and I was like that's typical night like 60s lingo and I was it yeah. was um I mean she was also I think being a bit racist at the same time but um she kept referring to hoods or like um because Mitch is a lawyer and she kept referring to like, oh, talking about hoods. And I mean, I don't want to assume, but it, it felt like she was talking about black people. I mean, um, it's, it's a completely whitewashed cast where it's a rich white woman, blonde rich white woman goes in and this like big white hunk of chunk of man where everybody talks like this. Everybody there really talks she, like she. that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it was very, like, you know what I'm saying? It was it's so, like, obvious, old-school American. Yeah. That, um, and the, the, the storyline is, like, suspect. Like, so she meets this guy for two minutes in a bird shop, and that was disgusting in itself. Like, who's, who goes to a bird shop? It's so rank. I bet, um, you, I bet you couldn't even pay attention to a single line of dialogue that was going on in that bird, because there was birds everywhere and birds constantly make a noise and i was yeah. howling and ha ha and he he and myself thinking that oh, thing over so here this thing over here hasn't retained one syllable of a sentence at all no i know i didn't but i did notice a really weird thing for, for the most part of the film every conversation i mean everyone had spread out through the whole film somehow got back to talking about birds at some point in the conversation they were constantly talking about birds i'm like right again the film's called the birds but does the whole dialogue about the whole entire thing have to constantly revert back to talking about a bird or birds or whatever it was just <laughs> too much um team but, too much for you and weirdly enough i hated all the birds for, for obvious reasons however they were the best bits of the film because that was when like the action was happening and, and i was at some points i was laughing at like the reactions of some people or like the way the people like died or froze and it was that was quite funny because obviously of the time but apart from that the rest of it was a really boring film i have to say see i actually really enjoyed it i, I did and i'm not the first like... 45 minutes is a rom-com and then and then it's like bird city and it's just yeah exactly because what i'm being it served as a, a hot dish of rom cheesy cheesy old school rom-com for the first like as you said 40 minutes and it's like so outlandish she sees this one hot man and she goes leaps and bounds and hours of mountains <laughs> to go and get him i'm like you're oh, I got some birds, see? Two love birds, huh? And I'm like, okay, I get it. It's like so extra. And so Give me a life, I, And she's driving this like bendy road. And, and the birds go, <laughs> The bird on like a string comes by and I was just, I was really, I was really under it all. And, you know, I loved how friendly everyone is. Like, here's this stranger. She asked for 
can you give me directions? And, and he's like, who do you want to know? What's his name? I don't know. Well, he lives over there. And I'm like, she's called Lois. She's called Alice. Lois. Alice. It was Lois. Alice. It was Alice. Lois. It was Alice. And I, like, she could go up and go, do you know this man? And he'll go, he lives over there. His name is this. He was born in this. I'm like, this is, y'all are going to get everyone killed because well, you're giving out. everyone, feels, everyone's feels, business. Like, it's everyone's a secret at all. She could have turned up and like Jason Voorhees mask with Michelle and went, where does Alice live? And they would have went, she lives over there by the bay. She's great. She goes to sleep at this time when she's awake at this time. Like he runs the... So the guy's like, oh, you can go uh, go to the teaching house, see, and see the teacher, see. And she's like, right, okay, okay. And then she gets to, to see that teacher, Annie, and she's like, uh, where's the, the Brennan girl? She's like, oh yeah, Kathy, Kathy, yeah, da, da, da. She's like, telling <laughs> all the little girls, but I'm like, that's a little girl you're telling this complete stranger. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. They were, they're like so happy to give out addresses, email addresses, phone numbers, you name it, underwear size, they had all that information. And then... Blood type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like she starts at the house with the red post box. And again, she just like texts her in and they're like yeah. friends. And I'm like, y'all are asking to be murdered, burgled, you yeah. name it, it's happening. No wonder why the And Miss Annie, the teacher, just happens to have a room to rent after... Uh, after Melanie had already said, oh yeah, I'm staying with the teacher. And they're like, oh, oh, very convenient for you. Yeah. Uh, and she was like, oh, there was something that came up, but I suppose you can stay. I think that poor, that poor, poor little boy that booked that room for the night. And she was just like, <laughs> <laughs> come on in, Tuppy. Come on in, girl. And have come, yourself and some time. <laughs> come on, come on, shimmy some time. But that's what I mean. It was just so so outlandishly silly that I was like actually like enjoying it um yes it wasn't the most Jesus stimulating piece of cinematic history I've ever watched in my life but shit like I think I enjoyed it for unintentional reasons but I enjoyed it all the same but when the birds did come I was like get my money's worth Come on with the green screens. Come on with yeah. like Boat <laughs> Selector when um, Craig David had that bird. All right, Kez. It was like yeah. all of Kez is everywhere. I loved that. Yeah, there, there was a lot of moments that I did find amusing, but for the big chunks where there wasn't any action, I did find myself like looking over at my phone or like, you know, drifting off. I was getting like mm-hmm. bored with the big chunks of stuff that really, nothing was really happening. Like there was... A lot of like wasteful scenes, I thought, because there was there was one scene where we just saw Melanie write Kathy on a card and then drove away. I'm like, did I need to see this? No, I didn't. Yeah. We could we could have just seen a shot when she gave her the birds, we got the birds in the house. We saw, oh, she also wrote a new card. I didn't need to see the fact she wrote on the piece of card Kathy's name. I didn't need to see that. And it was we we we, we could have had some scenes slept down, don't get me wrong. I mean, the film could have definitely done what the shaving cut off. Some I, of thought, the I thought with it being 1963, it was going to be like a cool, like 72 minutes. I really thought I'd be there for like not a long time. And no, I was there for an hour and 56 minutes. Yeah. And like there was even a scene where um, Tepe and what do you call the hot guy? Mitch. Mitch, take this walk up this hill. And they oh. just started talking about like her mother and she's like burst out crying. 
And then within the two minutes, they've turned and they've walked back down the hill. And I was like, what? It was that typical, it was that that sort of like uh, era of movies where like if the if a woman or a man was like upset or pissed off, they they turn away from the camera and you know they act really, really upset and they turn back yeah. around. And what I was laughing at in that scene was because I was laughing at uh, Melanie and Tippy. She was trying to get a foot in, being in the sand and in those heels. And my eyes just, my eyes went to the shoes. I was like, Her girl, feet. you're getting like full on sand in your shoes. And she she was trying to really like find her foot in, in that sand. And I've really felt for her in that scene. I know with, I was watching. We were about. I was watching that one foot bend. Yeah. And, and like her, her like heel was like a cup. And it was just like skipping up sand, skipping well, up sand. She was a pro because from like from from I'd say from the knee up, she did not move or flinch. She didn't miss a beat. For she her got feet. every word. She got every mark. It was just the from the um, knee down was giving her away big time. Yeah, um, her feet were definitely drunk. Um, and the rest <laughs> of her body was sober as a judge and that's what I mean there's like these little things in like every scene that I would just pick up that was just so funny like the relationship between the mother and son was weird he oh, kept calling her she wanted to shag and he wanted to shag her incest was best but your mama and son to the test he was calling her darling Darling, and darling, he was like darling. putting her in place and I'm like isn't it like she's your mom like she should be like putting you in check and you're like oh why don't you go make yourself a coffee and she's like um I'm like don't tell me what to do yeah maybe like I'm you make the coffee I, those sort of like pieces of dialogue because we forget that with Tippi Hendren's character that like you're the impression that you're given and the illusion is that it's just all really like powerful dominant woman when really the son and daughter relationship was probably more reflective of the time, perhaps. I don't know. I wasn't alive then. You can tell. We are not, we were not of the age in 63. But I think little moments like that are a good indication as to maybe he was probably was the one that ruled the list. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because like the man of the house since his dad passed away. It makes sense. But I was like, but even in that sense and even in that sort of era, like, like the mother of the house, regardless of the man there or not, like she rules the roost, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So um, she'd still be in exactly. charge. But she was a wet blanket if I ever saw one. Oh, uh, there was, there was these like other characters that I really, really didn't care for. Um, I cared for my thing with the red letterbox. Everyone else, Annie, was, yeah, 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 Annie. Um, I keep going to call Annie, Kathy, Kathy, Annie. It was Annie who I liked. Um, and it was really sad that I thought, but like a really great moment when they turn up to the house and she's just lying there in the front, pecked like she was bird food. And I was like, that would have been sore AF. I felt so I would have, I'd have dragged Kathy's ass out of that house and shoved her on the lawn and like, bye bitch, because you're annoying. That, <laughs> she, that little Kathy, she was so annoying. Yes, she Ugh. hugged the life in it. Will you come to my birthday? Will you? Oh, will you come to my birthday? I was like, Come to my birthday, see? Come to my birthday, see? I got over here with a Jessica, I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, that um, after watching The Birds, I do know that there's a film called Hitchcock, and there was like a show that was on ITV years ago, mm. which was like a money series about Alfred Hitchcock again. And I think the TV show specifically follows Tippi Hendren on the set of The Birds. 
And right. I have this urge to watch it, you know? Like, I want to see her side of the story because when I watch it, I feel for the woman. I honestly feel for the woman. She keeps her, she keeps her cool vibe for the majority of the film. Like, she's cool, calm, collected until, until she gets attacked. And after that, she's, like, spaced out. She don't know what day, year week, month, time zone, universe she's in. She's like, what? Yeah. That, I... <laughs> <laughs> that, that would fully be you, like. It's when she comes out at the end, she's like... She's like reaching out. She's like trying to punch uh, him and, she, and he's and like, she's no, got, no, like, I'm not a bird. bandage perfectly around her face. <laughs> like a... I'm not a scratch. I'm not a scratch uh, anywhere, but like from the neck down. Just foundation over her lips to make it sure that she's really scared. She's like... yeah. <laughs> And I was like, that was full on servant Luke Bradley realness to a motherfucking tea. And that I was would... really pissed off. I thought like the mum was gonna like she I thought she was gonna like Lydia, she was gonna die. And I thought like a lot of people was gonna, yeah, was gonna die. Um I think like there was the moments of the birds of the scenes of actual bird attacks I thought were like really, really good. Like the the concept of her throwing herself into a phone box. In the middle of all of us, it's so like funny. Like, like you just run out of a diner that's bigger than a box, and you thought, "I'm gonna run out into the open air and throw myself in a teeny weeny box." What? Like, just stay where the fuck you were. Yeah. Like, what is? I wrong mean, with you? we never said it was a smart decision, but it was. It was a nice, like, it was a nice nod to the future of like what horror scenes look like. You know, yeah. you know those like real like classic slasher horror scenarios where they just get themselves in such a stupid pickle that they ca- and she keeps going to open the door yeah, about three yeah. times and the birds keep getting and she's like closes it and like are you blind? This is what, like, it's the thing like there's so many people in this film that like knowing what's going on and like birds are attacking you and attacking other people are killed yet they still want to go outside and see what's what and what's happening like have you not learned your lesson from like I don't know five minutes ago when like you found your friend Annie on the doorstep she's dead or when the townsfolk got butchered and people got blown up or not blown up because that guy that, that got blown up in, in the car suddenly um disappeared as as, as the flames <laughs> <laughs> as the flames uh, ignited the whole car the birds was, got him he would just like poof in a puff of uh, just Puff of smoke was gone. Yeah, if, if you would have slowed down the footage, you would have seen right before the explosion, these, the bird, these birds come and lift them by the, and take them out. Doves. I believe it was doves. Uh, that's the urban legend. Doves took them away, my darling. But um, that's what I mean. They're just so stupid because realistically in the scenario, you would just board up windows in a big place. Well, apparently, the, the, apparently they can get through uh, uh, roofs and ceilings. Apparently, these birds have got like these razor sharp beaks where they could just peck through wood. I mean, I only thought woodpeckers could do that. Well, that's your worst nightmare come true. Now we know that all birds can get through doors, and this is why America, why you just stop making your houses of wood because they don't last. They're obsessed with like Mama. making like they're obsessed with making their houses with wood. I'm like, right, have you not learned from I know? Tornadoes, floods, tsunamis, fires. Hello. Yeah, it's true. Um, y'all Americans love making your house out of wood because it's cheaper. I get it. It's cheaper, but no. Because birds can peck their way through your ceiling. You've heard it here first, folks. You've heard it here first. No, you heard it I- in 63 first, but you hear it in <laughs> 2021 again. 
Yeah. Uh, what would what was the most horrifying moment for you as a bird fanatic? What was the most horrifying? Um, probably the one with Tippy. However, the the one where the, all all of them crows attacked the school kids was also pretty traumatic because that was like that was a shit ton of crows and they were just like non-stop. Like it was yeah. just. I love that scene, and I think um, I think the one of the. I best. did I did laugh at the girl that shouted for Kathy though because that was really funny. <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> there is, is that, something there's something about children falling over that <laughs> makes me laugh. Nothing so tickles much. nothing tickles me pink quite it's like the same with the elderly. Fall. I know that sounds really hard when you see some you know, a video of like an elderly person fall over. Like on, like on you being framed and you see like either the kids fall over or someone is like someone's granddad falls off trampoline. It's like, hey, it's funny. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I, I think anyone, there's two, there's two things that I will never not laugh at. And it's like accidental fart humor. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Call me amateur. Call me what you want. I love it. Um, people falling over, mostly kids. And a lot of times animals knocking kids over or things knocking kids over. Not cars, um, but I love people falling over. <laughs> you know, the more vulnerable the person, the funnier the fall. If that makes I sense. Like, I like watching people fall over, like in the snow or ice. Oh, slapping on the ice. <laughs> yeah, I love like. Uh, there's a video. There's a video of. Uh, have you seen it? It's either a man or woman, and they're in, they're in a driveway, and it's like full of ice, and they can't get to their car, and they keep falling over. And it's so funny. They're, like, they're, cl- they're clinging on to the car. It's really, really funny. Have you ever seen the one where the guy's walking? He's walking down his driveway, and he slips so much he flings his two slippers into the air, <laughs> and I mean his slippers. <laughs> Fly through time and space. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget. There was this one time in uni, and uh, it, it like it was it, so snowy, so icy, and um, where our halls were, we lived like well across like a big across the campus, and, like a big over a big main road was a garage, and uh, me and my friend Danielle, you know Danielle, um, mm-hmm. we uh, we needed to get some uh, cigarettes, and so we decided to like just like fuck it, we'll trek and we'll go over to the garage. And um, we literally, we got, we got all that we, we got down a big, huge hill and all the way, like right before the garage. And then she hit the ground so fast and so <laughs> hard. And I can't tell, I laughed, like I laughed so hard. I like peed a little and she was like asking for help. And I wouldn't even help her up because I was just laughing so much. She was so angry at me, but I was like, yeah. it was funny, bitch. Like, I'm sorry. Exactly. Really funny. Listen, you can't help us. It. One of those things when someone slips and falls on ice, each to their own. I'm too busy over here giggling. Mm-hmm. You've got to get your own way up at that ground, bitch. Um, but I will say in regards to the birds, um, one of my favorite moments, which wasn't actually necessarily a scene, but something that actually freaked me out yeah. was that scene, right? They're like in the park. No, they're like on the playground and there's that like jungle. I don't know. Oh, those, like, the yellow, the and they gym. all just fly and stand there and wait. And I think it's because you know what's coming. And yeah. you, we've all know that in the birds, there's that like infamous scene where they attack all the kids. Guilty. I I think a child or two should have died. I'm guilty for well, saying that. I would have liked to seen a kid get killed. I mean, I do think like 
not just saying it like for saying sake, but like the amount of times the birds did attack the town, there should have been more casualties, right? No, like I just feel I like there was only like one. There was like no, because like I think people died in like in the explosions and stuff, and um, you know, there was the that old guy that Lydia when Lydia went to the house and she um she went into that guy's bedroom and then ran out. She didn't scream at a dead body. She was like. <laughs> and then like ran and then like ran out and wouldn't and every time someone asked what was wrong she would just run away and not 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 <laughs> tell anyone what she just saw she would just go uh, and run away um yeah. and obviously uh our girl uh annie on the doorstep when she should have been kathy yeah Which... or i it should have been kathy on the doorstep because annie was likable annie was another girl but like tuppy she had a little bit of Je ne sais quoi about her. She was giving me like Rizzo vibes with like a little like That's short exactly hair. Exactly who she was like, and she had that like little voice too, a little bit of attitude in there. Um, she was sucking, and then to see her lying out in the front, I was like, oh, where do you watch all these kids get the way, like once or twice? Way, like Mitch covers her face. I, I didn't understand why who was like covering the face for it was really weird it was like you know, do you know, like, remember in like in school when someone was like trying to copy it because you put your hand like on the piece of paper so they can't see it that's what yeah. you put to the person's like to her head i was like uh yeah. what are you, what are you doing? doing yeah i will say though i had a huge crash on much i thought oh, was just... such a daddy oh vibes. so 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 hot he was oh, just so hot. And every time he's wearing that little white shirt and you could see it like cusp underneath his teddy. And I was like, I know you got titties under there, bitch. Let me see your teeth. I don't know why. I find, you know, like the fashion for men was like just to wear their trousers like high, like higher than their waist. I'm tight. I'm tight. tight and I love it. I, I think it looks so stylish. And on, on a lot of men in these movies, it just looks really sexy, I think. Yeah, th- this was a time where, like, most men wore suits, really, wasn't it? And, like, mm-hmm. he was walking around, and she said, that's her, like, mid-waisted trouser. Um, and his ass was looking fine. So had, like, uh, And then, like, that shirt, and he was so tanned and just so not, like, 20. He was, like, 40. Hot daddy, yes, please. Knife and fork. Napkin, because Mama is drooling. He was everything. I was missing. I was missing like a good snog scene or like a little. Well, we we did get one, but it wasn't as steaming. It was a bit. There was a really awkward moment where like they they were they were interacting in the kitchen, and then he kind of yeah he kissed her like on the back of the neck, and I thought that was really hot. And then they kind of awkwardly like went to walk out. She was like kind of like draped on him really weirdly, but I think it was. I think it was because of like how they shot the film, like camera angles and what they what uh-huh. they could like technically film. And she just awkwardly walked out to the doorway, and then they had like that that kiss, and then they kissed, and it was like really hot. And then he like gave her like another little peck. I was like, oh, you ruined it with that like weird peck at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he does this like gives her a weird kiss in the cheek at one point as well. And I don't know the way they like kissed back then is really overly emotive. You know, they're like, it's like very over the top to the point where like, like, they smush their faces in like real uh, hard and, you're and like, their noses are bent and it's like, no, like the mouths aren't open there's no tongue it's like what are you doing like that's not yeah. how you kiss like, I'm like what are you doing take your shirt off and tell us hey like yeah <laughs> took my home <laughs>
<laughs> Your mom listens to this. <laughs> and she watches this too. Hi, mom. Hi, podcast mom. But yeah, podcast mom, you would love him too. He's so fine. And she's probably seen it. She probably knows it. Ah, well, she needs to watch it again because I could I could watch that again. And I, I bore him alone and I, I had this little burning desire for him. So I looked up like a couple of movies that he was in. Nothing tickles my pickle. And I think after The Birds, he just like, like oh. a downward trajectory. I think that's... Downhill. Yeah, I think that was the peak because I kind of had a wee snip, snip, snip. Mm-hmm. And yeah, probably not for me, to be honest. But, what was but your... Favorite scene of this? So as I said, my favorite sort of moments was any of those little like subtle moments of the birds gathering because I actually thought they were really creepy and I thought they were much more creepy than the CGI green screen filled ones. Like I get the time, suspension of disbelief. I'm here for and all that, but you can only apply that to a certain extent when. It looks so gimmicky that like I was not invested. So I was really into all those really subtle moments of the birds just gathering places, mm-hmm. especially at the end when they come out and the oh, birds so freaky. And he's like, the birds are like doing walking, walking. Yeah, and it was like, oh, it was really freaky. Yeah, and, and they, so, were, they were just like there, like and then like sort of move so them gross. away. Um and I really love that moment that the birds were just sat there because that's how the film ends. It's ominous. We don't know what the birds are going to do. Who knows if they'll strike again? They probably will. And I was here for it. I was here for it. But I'm not as scared as birds as you are. And even that yeah. gave me a little bit of a spook. What about yourself? How? What was your favourite moment? Or for you, what was the scariest moment? Oh, so like I said, the scariest moment was probably where uh, the um, Melanie scene, when she's like on her own, that was just horrible to watch. I mean, with the kids, that was just... just too much birds um but my favorite scene and it was it's something so not that not even that big or small or bigger at the moment but like i laughed so hard and it's when it's like towards the end and they're all in that house and it's all birded up boarded up but um i'm birded up and um you can they can hear like the birds like trying to like get in and uh <laughs> the reaction from melanie and then lydia and kathy Melanie is like, tr- like she's backing up on the sofa and like trying to find the highest point of the sofa. And it's so <laughs> funny. She's, she's like so scared. She's like trying to climb the sofa. And then Lydia grabs Kathy and she just keeps like spinning around and moving from like doorway to doorway. I'm like, what? What are you? What is that doing? Like, <laughs> they're not getting in. Like, you could have just sat where you were sat and like listened. Like, it was, and I just laughed so hard. It was just, uh, it was very, very funny. And that's my favorite moment. Yeah, so the film actually didn't scare you as much as you thought it was going to scare you. No, because well, no, because I felt like the the bird moments were like few and far between. It wasn't like you know ten minutes of film and then we just got. It was like the rest was all birds. It was like a good forty to forty five minutes of this like rom com, and then a bird bit here, a bird bit there, bird, and then it kind of it got more towards the end and it kind of stopped at the end as well. So like. It wasn't that m- much birds for the birds, which I thought was weird. So um, yeah. So when I wasn't watching the birds, I was um, bored. You were your your mind was elsewhere. Yeah, or I was laughing at things that shouldn't be funny but are funny today. If that makes sense. 
Mm, no, absolutely. And I, I, and I, I was ask- really, I was really, really amused by Melanie and all of her scenes and interactions. She, uh, she was great, great character. Mm, absolutely. And you can see why this is held at such high regard. Like I can, I can see why, you know, it's got like its classic status. I can see why many people would love it so much because there's not really many films like it, even to this day. I don't think it's been emulated very much. I don't think it's been, you know, you just don't, I haven't really seen a movie like that to this day. Um, We don't really get like killer bird movies. It's sort of like, it was done. It was good. It cannot was be. It, uh, was I it thought it was good. I personally thought it was good. In fact, I thought it was really good. I would be lying if I sat here and said that I did not enjoy myself because I thoroughly enjoyed the experience, whether it be intentional or unintentional. I I kept picturing myself, this film would be really good as a remake. And I know that's like, la 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 la, sacrilegious, sacrilegious. I'm sorry. Somebody needs to remake The Birds because what the CGA that people have now and like a bit of money behind it, those scenes of like the whole town being attacked by birds would be lethal. The scene in the school would be lethal. All the house moments and like the park moments, they would all be just like, Used up without that, without the type of dialogue like this. What are you saying, Lashie? I'll say that to you, Lashie. Like, I just think <laughs> I know it's sacrilegious to ask for a remake, but I don't give a donkey's dick. I think The Birds needs to be remade. No, thank you. No, thanks. I need to tell you this story that I completely, I was supposed to tell it at the top, but I completely forgot. So, um, when I when um, was out of the day, uh, to meet to meet some people for you know, now that things are opening back up, we, you know drink we can go outside and eat and drink in beer gardens um i was waiting for one of our friends and um i was in uh well next to saxville gardens i just looked behind me because i could hear like bird commotion and i saw like the most disturbing thing i thought i'd ever see and it was like these three pigeons like just having their way with like uh pieces of fried chicken that was the most disturbing thing you've ever seen yeah it's like like bird cannibalism like oh my birds. god, right now? It's like the hills of ice, but the yeah. hills of car. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like, like, that's uh, the most disturbing thing. You have yeah, you know, you know, I want to be like, do you know that's like your like distant cousin you're eating? That's like Yeah, but like city city birds, like especially like city pigeons, are scum of the earth. So like in Birdland, they're like back alley trash you know like you There's know when you walk in the sky yeah and you see those ones who are like and it's got like three legs and it's like missing an eye and its feathers are all jacked up and you're like ah oh it's hideous <laughs> like that's the one you see and like manchester study center you yeah. see some jacked up birds bless them so they're like yes they're like hellbellies and the backwoods like the hills of eyes fucking wrong turn realness they are cannibals as hell. They'll do anything for a buck buck. Buck buck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to so say they'd do anything for a buck and bitches came to the mouth. It just came to me. I did it. It just came to me. I told you the birds. The birds. They were over there. They were eating the they chicken. They came here, see? Yeah, they came over here, you see? Tell me this and tell me no more. Yes. This thing, how many axe wounds are you going to give the boat? Uh, I'm giving it a generous um three out of ten wow obviously i don't fuck with the birds 
situations like the attacks, it was, it was hard to watch. I watched that documentary. And then I um, uh, there was some entertaining moments, but like overall, like I just wasn't jazzed by it. It was just uh, the like the birds aside, like the rest of it, I was like, eh, nah, like it's just not impressed. Not for you. Not that don't impress. That don't impress you much. Um, I can completely see where you're coming from, but I am of the opposite side of the spectrum and I enjoyed myself the whole time. It is not perfect. It is not great, but I would give this a seven accidents out of 10 because I would A, watch it again, and I B, I think it's so enjoyable. Whether that be intentional or unintentional, I don't give a rat. <laughs> it was I enjoyed it. Um put the cuffs on me now. Put them on, put them on, I won't look. Just get them on because I thought it was fun and it makes me want to go back and watch some of Hitchcock's yeah, birds apparently as well. Like you don't like that. I like the I like the birds parts. It makes me do want to watch like the documentaries about the birds. Like I mm. want to see what's like peeping behind the closet. You know, I want to see what, what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe scene. watch if they didn't show any birds. I, I, I don't think they do either. I remember watching one episode of the money series and there was like no birds being shown. Or if there was, it was like they were in a cage. It's not about the birds, you know? I mean, I would like, I'm interested now, like where we go from here in terms of like bird films. Where do we go next? Because I, I can only imagine this just like B movies about birds now. Well, there we go. This could th- this could be a one-off or a two-off little special of Scare Queerless. Or I could go dumpster diving and find a whole bunch of horror films about killer birds, whether they be even lower than B-movie, and we just sat and indulged. I know it was all about a killer turkey. Are you scared of turkeys? But it's a bird, <laughs> so yes. That's the film. Uh, thanks. It's like Thanksgiving, but it's like, there's some sort of horror pun in the title. So it's like, I was going to say Slevin. It's not, that's like, oh my God, Slevin'. It's like, thanks slang or something. That's hot. Oh my God, that's hot. So there's, listen, they're out there and whether we choose to indulge in these or not is a different story. What I have spider films coming out my fucking asshole. I'm, I'm sorted for life. And I don't know how I feel about that because they make me uncomfortable. It's the way their legs are hairy, too. We never talk about it. Their legs are hairy, you know? Yeah. And that gets me sometimes, especially the old naked ones. They've still got, like, spiky leg hairs. Well, that's how they sense things, isn't it, as well? Like, they shake them. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Cute. It's cute. We will continue on this franchise. I will go dumpster diving, because I think the only place for bird films is in the dumpster. Worst comes to worst, we watch Shit's Creek and the scene where um, Moira is in a bird film. Oh, yeah. Okay. What's it <laughs> it's something, the cro- like something like, it it's like the crow with the awakening or something, and she stood yeah, there on yeah. the nest. Yeah. Worst comes to worst, but Mama, we will find something and we will be back. Maybe not anytime soon, but we will be back with another Scared Queerless episode tackling spiders. We will. Whilst we're away trying to find uh, more bird films, um, <laughs> please go and follow us on Instagram at Spelling Gods Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Spelling Gods Pod. 
find us on Facebook at Spelling Ops Podcast, darling. If you really want to send us a cheeky little email at Spelling Ops Podcast at Outlook.com. And please do um, subscribe, leave us a rating because that does help in the um, exposure. It exposes us a little bit more. Please read us for filth. More than Jack exposing his arsehole live on um, TV. <laughs> on Babe Station. Yeah, <laughs> I love Babe Station. It was the best paid job <laughs> I ever did have. The best. <laughs> but yeah, please do give us a like, give us a rating, drop us a comment, get involved, let us know. If you want to collab with us as well, other podcasters, get in touch because we are starting to mingle with other people. We're not as antisocial as all that in a bag of chips. No, we are down to clown. Yes, um, mm, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, um, I'll be to say. Deuces. Deuces.